The man who has the spirit of Hobby Lobby and Christmas on his face all year long, the one and only Beard, Mr. Kerfee Smith. Well, thank you, my aerodynamic friend, and uh, yeah, uh, nice intro. I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not glad that you won last week, but uh, I was a little worried that you wouldn't be able to accomplish that. But, you know, let me remind you that shaving says a lot about a man, Scotty. Wow. Like, like you're not one. Is that the best? You, is that the best that you can do? And before we go any further, bald or excuse me, beard, I wanted to let you know that um, we need to start recording episodes um, a little quicker than than once a week because my microphone. I think I shared this with you offline, but maybe that was with P Pain. So speaking of Hobby Lobby, my inner Martha Stewart, they sell this uh, furry looking beard type material for like um, mannequins and so forth. So. On my time off air, I actually started um, hanging and dressing that on my microphone so that I can make fun of you all day long. Well, real men don't need to buy beards. We just grow them. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, before you steer the conversation down the path of your desire to play Chewbacca in the next Star Wars movie, let's dive <laughs> into what's been going on in the world of business. Um, I know since we last talked, there was a huge trade deal. Announced, yeah. yeah, between Canada, Mexico, and uh, and us, uh, of course, United States. From a CFO perspective, and that's uh, Chief Furry uh, Officer. <laughs> um, I mean, Chief uh, Financial Officer. What are your thoughts uh, on the new trade deal? Uh, that's a good one. I appreciate that, <laughs> Scott. I'm glad you you chose to get serious for once and actually ask a thoughtful and relevant question. You know, even though you did put the little. Uh, jab in there, but you know, but I was concerned when you won the opportunity to host the show that you would fall a little short, um, a little bit like your hairline, you know. Wait a sec. But obviously, as expected, the pundits and the media are downplaying this like they do everything. But when looking at this deal, I mean, at the bottom line, I think everyone wins in this situation: Mexico, Canada, uh, the U.S. But the U.S. really comes out ahead in a few areas. And you know, one of the things that I, you know, I, I took a look at this, and believe me, there's a lot of doc documentation to go through but you know there's some important things in there um, that really support american workers where nafta kind of failed um, for one you know 45 percent of the cars and truck parts uh, made by workers earning less than 16 dollars an hour this obviously helps leveling the playing field between america and mexico uh, auto workers and incentivize manufacturers to help build and stay in the united states um, i think it also mandates that 75 percent actually i know it mandates that 75 percent of the vehicle parts must be made in North America, up from the current 62.5% rule, I think the percentage was. So that's obviously a positive thing. And Mexico has committed to recognize workers' rights to collectively bargain. Uh, so that, uh, you know, those three things, I think, is your big takeaways for the uh, United States. Um, you know, again, 
I think this new deal in these three specific areas, you know, they'll probably transform the North America back into a manufacturer leading leader once again. Uh, but again, you know, time will only tell, buddy. But um, how was your week last week, Scott? Well, I mean, I was just listening to you um, kind of bring us up to speed, and, and I just wish my wife would recognize some of the work that I do for our next, uh, you know, trade deal. But anyway, um, my week was great. Um, I can't believe as a Cardinal fan you haven't blasted me about my beloved cubbies um obviously being eliminated entirely from the playoffs in a three-day span yeah how does that Um, happen how do the chicago cubs have the best record in baseball one day and and they're eliminated entirely from the playoffs and like you said three days three day span well the best that i can put it because this is a you know a relatively short show um not like your beard of course but short um, they lived up to what I call my latest bald acronym for C-U-B-S. That's Cubs. Clubbed until beaten shitless. <laughs> but seriously, Beard, are you ready for our next guest? Uh, I'm turning down my beard as we speak. Well, buckle up that natural trans- chin strap you have on your face. Our next guest is joining us all the way from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where they've already gotten snow. He is the lead coach for CarMotivators.com. He has been in sales and sales management for over 34 years, and he is a LinkedIn guru who shares his philosophy and content on the LinkedIn platform daily to over 20,000 followers, Chewy. Mr. Jay Jensen, welcome to the podcast. Hashtag biz with beard and bald. Uh, I didn't know that there was going to be another guest on the show after you uh, just described somebody that isn't me. <laughs> is somebody else from Sioux Falls going to be on here? <laughs> well, well, the real Jay Jensen, please stand up. Please I, stand up. You know, I, I judge this. I got, I got this and boxers on, boys. <laughs> oh, I'm glad this is just an audio cast. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe yeah, we should, yep, I'm all in. Maybe we switch <laughs> to a video. That'd be, make it a little bit more exciting. <laughs> yeah well guys thanks for having me on this has been this is great i'm glad we can make it work out so yeah i know we've been talking about it a little bit and uh, you know i appreciate it when you know, we gave you the opportunity man you jumped right on it and uh, i've been following you for a while but um jay I, I see you have a degree in education and my degree is actually in education as well first of all how did you go from teaching and into sales and then tell me do you think your degree in education has helped you in sales or sales management in any way well no i'm, I'm short on the degree okay i only Three and a half years. I was a seven-year sophomore when they booted me. No, but it's uh. That's okay. Scott's uh, short on I, everything. Hey, hey, don't worry. Hey, don't worry, Jay. <laughs> don't worry, Jay. Uh, a beard is short on razors, obviously. So. No, no, that's fine, guys. Um, my family's in education. My dad was uh, a superintendent, principal, worked for the uh, National Education Association. I got some brothers that have keep uh, teaching degrees, and actually. It hurt me at first in sales because I was trying to teach everybody the product. Okay. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't selling it. And so that kind of hurt me a little bit at the beginning because the adjustment of that is just, you know, I want to, I want to know everything about the product. And then I bored them 90% of the time and 10% of the time they, they got interested. But uh, now for like coaching, I, I'm really big that I'm glad I'm coaching because I can use a little bit of my education background of, you know, teaching. Right. So, um, you know, and coaching's a little different. We don't really, you know, we don't give them the answers. We just pose the questions and then they answer themselves. But yeah, uh, I liked education for a background. It's, 
you know, it makes you kind of a well-rounded person. And good thing this isn't video because I'm getting around her every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, you speak of it because I have a degree, uh, degree in education. I do. I think it actually helps me in the coaching and management part of things, right? Because, uh, you know, they teach you and we learn how t- that, you know, our students learn differently. And, you know, when I'm dealing with different clients, every single one of them is different and really trying to nail down how they think and how they, you know, uh, gather information and make their decisions makes it very important for us, you know, and as you as a sales manager and coach to really uh, communicate with them to get our point across. So, um, you know, I think the degree of education and sales, some people look, how does that even, you know, uh, go together? But I think it goes together quite nicely, especially when you're talking about sales management and coaching. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. I mean, I'm just actually about one semester short of graduating. And it's probably the one thing, I got a lot of regrets in my life. <laughs> you wouldn't be a salesman if you didn't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because I, I do like to teach and coach. But it's funny because I was working at a, I went to Dana College in Blair, Nebraska, which is no longer there. They closed down. Um, but I was waiting tables and, they closed down the restaurant I was waiting tables at and the guy owned some uh, timeshares, you know, sold timeshares. And he said, well, do you want to work? I said, I got to do something. So that's how I got into sales. It was kind of during the summer and I'm going, dude, I, I like this. It was fun. So I just, that's how I got into sales from teaching. Yeah. I, I have kind of a very similar uh, story and Scott knows the story. Uh, I had a, a degree in education and uh, was planning to move to Texas, get married which I shouldn't have done. Uh, it's way too young to do that, and I'm still regretting paying for it today. Um, <laughs> oh. But uh, I just, I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I was looking to move to Texas, and I had a family tragedy happen to us, so I decided to stay in Illinois. There weren't much uh, teaching options there. And a short little friend of mine who was balding and not completely bald said, hey, you know, we're hiring over at the bank. Uh, why don't you come over here and, you know, hang out with me for a while until you find something. And that's how it took off. So this whole thing is Scott's fault. And, and, and Jade, let me make mention that, yeah, it's my fault. But uh, <laughs> he, he didn't have that, that forest floor on his face when I made that call to him back then. So oh. um, that's, that's, that's been since. Well, and it was on his head. I, and I did have <laughs> hair, yes. So, well, Jay, let me ask you this. Um, you have a phrase. And if you haven't coined it yet, let's just you and I make that arrangement right now, a gentleman's agreement. Every time I use it from here on out, you give me a nickel. Um, But you say invest in your team, not the process. Can you share with us a little bit more about that? Well, you know, and I tell you what, it's in car sales, they're always trying to figure something out. And what they end up doing is some guy with the, I always say fancy suit, pulls up, you know, got a big briefcase and comes talks to the owner and the owner, you know, listens to this guy. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And he pays ungodly amount of money for some stupid process that's focused on the clothes. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but are you saying we should, Scott and I should be going after car dealerships? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll buy anything. No, dude. (laughs) I mean, they hired me. How stupid can they be? <laughs> no, buddy. <laughs> um, but but it is. It's, and you get these processes, and it's like, our salespeople are weak. Don't worry. We got a process for that. We're going to focus it all on the close. All they got to do is just go force the customer down this funnel, and then uh, 
then we close them 98% of the time. So they spend all this money and it's just process doesn't work. So there's really only one sales process. I know people go, you're old, you're stubborn, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, there's one sales, actual sales process. What's changed is how we get to that sales process. Mm -hmm. And maybe it starts a little sooner, but you know, learn the process. And that's what you need to do. Invest in your team. And I even said this before I got in coaching, you know, I mean, that was, it's just invest in your team and not into some stupid process. Well, you bring up a good you bring up a good point there, and you just made, made the use the term coaching, and you use that term a lot because I do a lot of your I read I read a lot of your content on LinkedIn and use that term quite a bit. Um, so you know, and I think you may have a theory in this, maybe you don't. But what in your mind is the difference between coaching and managing? You know, the thing is, managers should be a coach. The problem is managers don't have a time to be the coach if that makes any sense to you right you know it's all it's they're not able to invest the time to coach their team it's they want to you know i always say it's not the manager's fault that their salespeople aren't getting the first the training and then the coaching on the training it's just there's only so many hours in a day and and sean kelly uh who's my boss and I, i partnered up with you know he said it figured it out it takes 18 hours a day for a car manager or any manager to get done everything he's supposed to be done right. in a day and he just can't do it so you got to cut corners somewhere and it's just well the salespeople unfortunately go last because well, a lot of times the salespeople <laughs> are investing the time but causing all these fires that the sales manager has to put out, to put out so you know, it's almost like uh, if I could use a sports analogy or, or, or parallel to, to football. You know, you have um, you have your head coach, right? Um, but then you have these these position specific coaches or coordin or coordinators. It's kind of the same um, thing. And in you know, my life outside of, of uh, Beard and Bald and ACS executives and and our revenue and sales coaching, um, I also do some other coaching, and and it actually fits right into this conversation and that is this you know the coaches deal so much with tactical and strategical situations regardless of sport regardless of the age or the skill level of the players or the teams in which they're coaching that it opens the door for guys and and teams that i I put together to collaborate with me um for those other areas that deal with movement or speed or agility Mm. or throwing etc because fundamentals the fundamentals you're, you're exactly right and then, and then you plug those people into roles within that process. So you have to invest in a team, whether that's a team of players or whether that's a team of managers, whether that's a team of executives. I couldn't agree more with you. But what I really want to know from you, Jay, is what you feel the biggest mistake sales managers make. How long is this show? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, again, it isn't fair. You know, I, th- I think the problem is, again, they're under, they're under a lot of pressure to produce, you know, every, every day. And, again, there's not time. Um, I think that's probably the biggest mistake is, and it's not their fault, it's just time management, you know. And, and I've worked at, like I said, I, most of my experience has been in car sales. And they need, let's work a deal. They got three deals coming at them. They're working finance, getting the finance part ready. And then... This is where the training and coaching comes in handy because if you didn't, you had that done, your day would go a lot smoother, you know, instead of right. loading up the sales and to send them out and do this other stuff. So it, it, it's really hard. A lot of times my posts, I'm, I'm 
making fun of Mary jabbing at management, <laughs> but it's you know I'm I'll take a I'll take a swing at him, but then I'll say I'm sorry afterwards. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, Scott does that too all the time. <laughs> yeah. You never know. This is the car business. Uh, you never know who I'm going to be working for next, so I got to be careful. The key is not to miss when you swing. Right. Oh, dude, I struck out in t-ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And then they they maybe I was a pitcher on t-ball. All I had to do was throw it to the catcher so we could put the ball on the tee. And I couldn't even do that right. I mean, I failed to t-ball. That's sad but true. You know. So. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about lead generation for a little bit and use of social media. How is I mean, social media has just come out of no. I want to say come out of nowhere, but I mean it's just really taken off in the last couple of years, and obviously that's it's not going away. Uh, how has social media transformed your industry and the way you sell? And what tools do you use to either generate leads or land the sale, or what grabs their attention? You know, and I'm not a good one on this, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, even now trying to get prospecting, you know, and reaching out, I'll be honest with you, LinkedIn has not helped me one bit for really? prospecting. Yeah. Well, and isn't that, I mean, that's kind of, that blew me away a little bit. And, but yeah, um, you think I'm thinking, well, I got all these followers and I'm going, well, it's kind of my fault. I'll, I'll tell you when I got on LinkedIn, I didn't want to be known as a car guy. I wanted to right. be a salesperson. So I stayed away from the car business until about six months ago. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm stupid. This is what I do. That's what I'm good at. You know, kind of, I don't want to say Michael Jordan, but, you know, go. let me go play baseball. No, dude, you're a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like this. I don't want to be known as a car guy. I'm going, dude, it's too late. You're a car guy. And so I've been kind of hitting that market a little bit. So, but it really hasn't done anything for me. And so I'm not a good one to ask. And I know, you know, I'm supposed to be whatever and i'm supposed to have all the answers but i'll tell you one thing you read my post i'm on it and i'll tell you if i suck on something or if i make a mistake <laughs> and you know there is some things about social selling is you know i mean in the for getting leads in the car business when i was in the car business i'm, I'm putting it with coaching for prospecting hasn't helped me but i do know in the car business it's important to get your leads from your social media your website and even doing your own Facebook group, you know, using that way to get your leads right. that way. Well, gr- well gr- growing up as a kid, Jay, you know, one of the things I always noticed, the car dealerships spent ungodly amounts of money. They had to spend ungodly amounts of money on TV advertising or radio advertising, correct? I mean, I, I you turn on the TV and it's, you know, I remember back in Peoria, Illinois, and I can't remember what dealerships it were, they would have the thing called Car Wars, and it was the whole Star Wars theme. It was back in the 80s. Yeah. And they would sit there and do these commercials back and forth at each other, and it was hilarious. That's kind of died down a little bit, and and, and my and, you know my you know question is is it because you know they're starting to use Facebook more? Or are they not? I mean, I don't know. And how, are they using the internet more? I, I just don't know about that industry. Well, you know, you look on Saturdays. It used to be mom and dad would be sitting around eating you know breakfast, eating their frosted flakes or whatnot, and say, you know, honey, let's get a car. We should maybe look car shopping. Pull out the Saturday paper, and there'd be 19 pages of car ads. And you, you don't have that anymore. And then I've done a little research on that. It's just the newspapers actually price themselves out of advertising in the paper. Right. They're starting to charge too much. And you can put that money probably more efficiently. You know, you got to advertise digital, you know, with your 
website and your Facebook page and whatever you do, but that's where they're putting the money now. Right. And but I so, I haven't seen it on Facebook. I mean really I mean I would be I'm surprised I don't see it more. Um, for as amount as money, I would sit there and think these these commercials cost. I mean, they could be just lighting Facebook up. They haven't done it. Yeah. Um, the problem is they don't know how to do it. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, Jay, so yeah, we need yeah. to be calling them, Scott. Put that down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll write that down. But, Jay, so so I guess what, what my takeaway is from the question um, – specific to your answer is it's allowed you to become social media that is has allowed you to become more authentic and transparent is that a fair assessment well uh, yeah because i'm i tell people I, i'm not smart enough to be tricky you know what i mean and sure. stupid a lie and and that's one thing that's kind of one thing with linkedin was when i got started i never thought anybody's going to read my post you know so i just wrote down i was kind of like writing in a diary or you know you write that letter to your ex and you rip it up and throw it away and never send it well you're not supposed to write it yet um, i'll be darned i they throw it away every night <laughs> and they can use that on court even if you don't sign it no but um <laughs> you know so but it was kind of that's just the way i am i just i'll tell you how i feel and i'm pretty transparent you know so yeah. well it's ref it's refreshing to hear you articulate that jay because your industry um to be to be very candid and blunt i mean i'm not saying anything to you that the beard doesn't know i don't know and probably you don't feel or or see and that's why you have to get ahead and be authentic and transparent is you just that industry gets a bad rap about how the uh i guess the industry's sales approach hard selling the long process and you know spend a whole weekend to get to, to buy a car I mean that's kind of what the perception is now whether that's the reality or not doesn't doesn't matter um, obviously we believe in processes you know that uh, and yeah. I'd like to I'd like to share with with the world that we have the most advanced process out there uh, <laughs> nobody's nobody's is like mine nobody's is like beers nobody's is like ours but the harsh reality is processes are generally pretty much the same um so you know we use the term conversation sales tell us a little bit about your philosophy on on what conversation sales means to you and what it means to you as a coach and a salesperson to utilize that method well i always say i conversate don't interrogate oh i like and, that I like that one and then i got in trouble on linkedin right conversation out of work word i said yeah just i like goggled it you know, <laughs> I like that. I when I'm working a customer, even I'll even you know it's a younger couple, maybe 25, 26. And I go, well, I goggled, and then they look at each other, and I can see them look at each other, going like, should we tell him it's Google? No, no, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> but but it's it's just my discovery stuff is sit down and I talk just like I'm talking to you, you know. And it's right. funny with the conversation. When you do have to ask that tough question, it's easier because I've already made a friendship. You know what I mean? I can ask them. Okay, yeah, you've got a 1974 82 Ford Granada and got a 480,000 miles on it, and you want 12 grand? You know, you're going. You know, a lot of salespeople say, well, "Okay, well, I can't say anything." Go, what did you? What book did you look at to bid that at? Was it the? You know. Was that price in 1983 when it was new? <laughs> you know, 
So was that like retail, or was that like if you bought ten of them? <laughs> you know, when you, you know, it's when you convert when you just conversation is there's the way to sell. Right. I have a saying that I use, you know, with with children and and families. Well, first of all, you can't head fake a child. I think we all understand that. Um, second of all, the child isn't going to buy anything because the parent has to pay for it. So to me, it's real simple, and you have a very short window. And I love this, Jay, because it sounds to me like it's very similar, and that is you've got to be real, realistic, and relevant. And you have to establish that in a very short period of time. And the best way to do that, to me, is is through conversation, yeah. period. You know, and, and it's funny. I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but, you know, they always, these trainers are going, don't ask them. Can I help you? Because they're going to go, we're just looking. So we come up with all these di- different phrases. You know, who's the car for? Because then they're going to have mm-hmm. to say something besides just looking. Well, I come up to them and I go, can I help you? Waiting for the, well, we're just looking. Okay, great. Got that out of the way. You know what? That's why I came out here because I was watching you guys look at these cars. And I've done this a long time, but you are some of the best lookers I've ever seen. <laughs> and then, you know, they're like going, shit now now what do we say you know and then then i'll just go all right i just wanted to tell you that i'll do a colombo turn start walking away and oh hey oh by the way have you been here before and they're going oh here it comes so i'm going because i'll just tell you you know the suvs are over here and the new cars are over here and here's stuff over here and then you know if you don't see it let me know because we just traded for a bunch of cars and then oh okay thank you then turn around and come back so what are you looking for you know, by right. this time, I'm their friend. I've already helped them exactly. three times. Well, you, you bring up a good point because, I mean, I don't believe in that. Don't avoid something, right? Because that, yeah. that, that that objection is going to come no matter what. So uh, always yeah, prepare just, to overcome the objections, and that's all you've done. You prepare to overcome the yeah. objections. You know how to handle it instead of avoiding it. I had the exact conversation on a coaching call this morning. I said, you, you know, I was talking to the guy. You've got to be prepared for these, you know, these objections. Yeah. They're going to come. Write them down. If you haven't done this before, you need to write them down and understand how they work and be able to spit them out just like that, just like you did. So that's perfect. So what's the yeah. best advice you could give uh, a salesperson? You have to just, be uh, all the time. Go back to college, study. No, um, the best advice is just be yourself and honest, you know, and you don't have to be the best. If you make a mistake, don't worry about it. They don't know you've made a mistake, you know, but it's right. just, you know, and ask a lot of questions. Always ask questions. Um, when I was selling Timeshare, this made a post on this too, was one Saturday, the owner of the timeshare company came in and he said, okay, you guys, we always fill out these little information sheets that we went through. It's kind of our process. Ask them, have you taken a vacation? Where have you been? Where would you want to go? You know, where's your dream spot? Um, you know, what would you do? And blah, blah, blah. And he said, but every time you ask a question, just put a mark by the end of the page, you know? And so that's what we did. We just asked questions. We knew there was going to be some sort of money involved or something, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, but it's amazing the whole store. So we all knew that the salespeople were asking stupid questions. Do you like blue socks or green socks? Well, you know, I kind of like orange. Okay, and I'm marking it down. People even asking, what do you keep marking down? It's every time I ask you a question. I say, I don't lie. Every time I ask you a question, I put a little check mark there. And, and then whoever asks most questions is supposed to win something at the end of the day. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, right. I don't care. But it, but it was fun because as a group, we probably had our best day ever because we were asking questions and having fun. Right. Yeah. Well, Jay, I'm I'm shocked that it's not the answer to that question from my bearded friend isn't the Colombo term, like like what 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 would you tell or share you know with salespeople 
is from a coaching perspective, and you you didn't even say anything about your Colombo turn. Like I thought that would be it, but now as I'm seeing you on video here, you could probably work out a little bit to help on the Colombo turn as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drive an '86 Crown Vic, and my raincoat is crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> And I chew nicotine gum. I'm trying to quit smoking. I did take that out. I was doing one podcast, and I'm sitting there, you know, ADD, and I got my nicotine gum in there, and I looked like I was psycho. Just gone away. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get that all that tobacco out of there. I'm going, dude, no gum today. I don't care if it's audio or not. But, um, <laughs> you know, and it's tough for coaching, too, is because they got to develop their own way of selling. My, you know, they – Nobody ever said, hey, Jay, we're going to have this guy follow you because they were smarter than that yeah. because you don't want him selling like me, you know, because I'm an idiot. Right. You know, I was well, not I your idiot, I'm a circus with five clowns. You know, I'm all over the place, but there is a method of my madness and not everybody can do it. And I can't do other people's approach either. So, you know, sometimes I watch people go, wow, dude, they're so like mild mannered. You know, there's no emotion, and they sell a lot, and this guy doesn't really say anything. He sells a lot, but it all works for them. Right. You know, so you you can't coach people to be you. They have you have to bring out how they sell. That makes any sense. Well, well maybe the maybe the circus ought to take note then, Jay, because uh, you know they could probably have better attendance and se selling out arenas and auditoriums if they uh, you know matched uh, kind of your your generosity and how genuine and authentic you are so um and and don't get all teary-eyed i don't give out compliments very often never gives them to Dude, me you're, you're sucking up for the bald <laughs> <laughs> i don't know jay you got a little facial hair, hair there i'm hoping maybe <laughs> well see i can't bet i'm i'm 50 50 both ways all right well you're um, gonna have to make a choice high. man <laughs> yeah oh Hey, so let's, uh, you know, let's get to a little bit of technology. Customer relationship management systems, CRM systems, are becoming more advanced than they were in the past. I remember when I first got into sales, my CRM system was basically a piece of paper in the phone book. Um, but data shows organizations have really implemented complete CRM solutions, um, experienced measurable improvements in customer-related metrics like customer retention rate, service resolution time, and, and you know, things like that go up, up, up to like 60%. Um, how do you manage your customer relationships, and has that technology helped you advance at all? Here we go. He's going to come up. I know they can't see there it. There we go. I, 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 I still write a legal pad. I put my stuff in, but I don't pay any attention to it because I'll hit done my task, you know. And I and see, that's it. I'm, I, I'm trying to write a book. I got un, untitled novel by Jay Jensen, Chapter 1. That's as far as I've gotten so far. But, um, but I don't get into statistics and uh, competitive analysis. You know, here's my – I know what the competitor offers and what their strong points are, and I figure out how to sell against them. And how am I doing against a competitor? I look at my paycheck every month, and I'm going down a little bit. I think they won this month, so I'll get them next month. <laughs> but I, I'm the worst one for dad. Maybe it's because I mean, when I was in high school, we didn't have calculators yet. Right. So, J, so Jay, your your industry, whether you believe in it or um, take action within it or not, your industry to me seems is, seems to spend a ton of money on TV and radio ads, almost mm -hmm. as if it's like 
hey, we're going to run an ad today so that we can run an ad tomorrow so that we can then run an ad about that ad that we ran yesterday. So there's got to be a way um, that and you, you mentioned it, that, that whether it's formal or informal, technology related or not, that you monitor each other. Um, so how, how do you monitor your competition? And, you know, maybe you've answered this already, but is it that important, I guess, in your industry? And if it's not, then why the ad to run an ad to run an ad? Yeah. And see, here's the funny thing about the CRMs and the automobile dealerships. Nobody knows. Okay. We don't know how to use them. We know how to enter a prospect. We know how to say when the, it comes up our task the next day, we know how to say we did and when we didn't. Um, <laughs> here's my problem. I'm totally honest. Um, the dealerships, even on my last place I worked at, the CRM, it says you put it in. Where did your customer come from? You know, it gave you internet, uh, radio, TV, referral, you know, or website or website or whatnot. But none of them were current. And they said, no, no, just, just put down fresh up. And I'm going, dude, you guys are throwing money away. Don't you want to know where your people come from? Ah, well, that's fine. Nobody's going to look at it. You know, so it's funny. They spend tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars on, on the CRM. And all they really do is it's being used for, let me know when my customer has a birthday, a car anniversary, and then yeah, yeah. where we're at in the deal. That, yeah, that's it. it. You're exactly right, and that's the problem I see with CRM systems. I think CRM systems are great, but you have to understand the purpose of them, and it's not to you know, keep track of someone's birthday and what have you. So when we coach, and I did it this morning, you know, we have an I on a piece of paper, just like you like you said, I give them a piece of paper. So here's a count plan. This is what you need to know about your clients. That's it. If you start doing this and start working this, and then you could input that stuff in the CRM system and let and use it the proper way, not yeah. just to put it. But it's not there for data mining, just so you did it. Um, and you see that quite a bit. You go into these companies and they have these big, expensive CRM systems. They spend, like you said, tens of thousands of dollars on them, and no one's using them right. They're using yeah. them just to get by, right? Oh, I'm going to put my ten calls in the week because that's what I have to do, or you yeah. know, whatever those metrics are. And it's just, it's sad. Yeah, and and see. That's what they look at. They don't look at that you made 10 calls or who you made it to. You know, it's, well, okay, they just look at your activity. But, again, too, I mean, how many people, and I, I'm guilty of it myself. Okay, just mark call. You know, right. mark call. Because, one, I know even if you put in their customer box somewhere else, you still get assigned that task. Right. Call your customers, see if they're happy. Well, I'm pretty sure they're happy with the new car they didn't buy here. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I called him there happy. He said that salesperson was great. You know, but you bring up a good point. It's not the salesperson's fault. That's a management problem. That is a management yeah. problem because now they've used the CR system to manage and not coach. Because you could use it to coach if you know what you're doing and you do it yeah. properly. And that's the issue. So well, and, and I'm just I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but I got ADD. I'm gonna do it all day. Um, what we do is. Don't use the CRM as punishment. Sometimes mm -hmm. dealerships will use it to punish you. Hey, you know, and they look for ways to punish it. I worked for one dealership that they had, you know, on your little board in the, in the main office, DTS or DWS. I go, what's that stand for? Days without sell. You didn't sell anything. So, dude, how positive is that? Let's right. say you go into a minor slump, you know, 
you haven't sold nothing in eight days, you come to the auction, you know, you see everybody else at 10, 12 cars, you're at four and you haven't sold nothing in eight days. It's hard enough to see 12 versus four. And then, so everybody can see it. Yeah, he hasn't sold nothing over a week, right. you know, but. Yeah. So there, my rant's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good rant though. Um, yeah, industry thanks. analysis is important anything. We've kind of talked about that. Scott talked about that from a competition, but the industry in itself, um, you know, it arms your sales and marketing with the best and latest industry intelligence. Um, tell me the importance of studying your industry and what is the one thing you keep a pulse on constantly? Well, you know, by the looks of things, it's himself. Yeah, <laughs> dude, look at me. Well, um, <laughs> hey, hey, we're leading more toward beard now, thanks. No, <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it up, buddy. Hey, you're the one that. Hey, you're the one that loves honesty. So I'm just trying to. I'm trying to partner up here. You know, and here's the bad story too. Somebody put down, and I don't. I watch Korean dramas. I make that pretty. Cheap, yeah, you yeah. Know, crystal clear, dude. If I'm not working, I'm watching Crystal uh, Korean dramas. I I read Korean dramas because I don't understand what they're saying, but um. <laughs> I don't even follow updates. I didn't know who's in the World Series because, frankly, I'm a Twins fan. On April 19th, I lost interest in the season. You know, <laughs> so I don't. I don't follow them. Sounds like. Cuts. But even with this Kavanaugh, I thought they were talking about Capricorn or whatever his name is. <laughs> going, God, why is everybody still talking about him? You know, and they're going, No, I don't even know. It's like some Supreme Court justice or something. I'm going, Oh, I don't know what's going on there. But <laughs> you know, but a lot of times. I look at what I can control. That's what I pay attention to. Right. You know, and I can't help what Ford, you know, is working for Ford, and all of a sudden they decide we're not going to make cars anymore. Okay. Well, maybe go sell Chevy. You know, I mean, I right. don't know. Um, you know. That's how it affects me, you know. And like the dealer down the street, yeah, I look to see what they're doing. I look at their ads. I look at their inventory. I see what they're, you know, priced, priced at, and, I want to know what they have so I don't, I can combat it a little bit, you know. But right. if that answers, that's my competitive analysis and keeping my eye on the competition. It's what's going on in Sioux Falls or within, you know, a hundred mile radius here. Right. Looking. But it, I don't care what they do with the GM or, you know, or what. Even the, you know, what you guys opened up with that trade thing. Sorry, maybe I'm not American. Um, <laughs> I'm from I'm Danish, <laughs> you know, but it's um I can't now, let that. Now go. I'm really confused. I mean, Danish, <laughs> Korean, Korean dramas. The What's Korean that? Danish. Some <laughs> 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 um, But um, yeah, and, and so it, it's a lot of stuff that really I think what's important to me is the stuff that I can directly. Control. That directly affects me somehow. Yeah, good good answer. Well, speaking of that, Jay, um, <laughs> is there any other heritage you'd like to plug, or on a ser <laughs> or, or seriously, is there anything you'd like to share that we haven't discussed that's you know top well, of mind? Wife, my wife is from Vietnam. Um, no, that, I think that's it, buddy. I don't think there's anything else, no <laughs> well, or anything. Well, how about something you – is there anything you want to promote? Uh, now you, you have the floor, you know, so to Okay. Speak. Well, buddy um, – Or Chewy's Beard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, those days are gone. Um, 
Uh, Sean Kelly and I will be at the, in Vegas. We're leaving Saturday for the Rockstar Convention. Uh, it's a two-day deal, and then we're going to be at the Digital Dealer Conference in Vegas, too, which kind of overlaps that. So if you're at the Digital Dealer Conference, stop at the uh, iRecon Cars booth. And if you're in Vegas a little early, go check out Rockstar Convention, uh, for again, for car dealers. Um, and if you ever need any coaching help, um, have any questions or anything, best thing to do is www.carmotivators.com or just message me on LinkedIn. So that's carmotivators.com, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then next year, we're going to get ahead of this where um, hashtag biz with beard and bald will accompany you to Vegas and we'll do a live show from that. That sounds event. good. Yeah. Would that be cool? Yeah, well, that, dude, I'm all in on that. Okay. Well, let's do that. Well, Sean already told me what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so he didn't give me a return trip. <laughs> well, maybe we can maybe we can leave Beard's uh, Chewy's beard there then if if everything stays in Vegas. But uh, that's that's a manly beard. I I can't complain about that. I mean, anybody right. can be bald, but the there's nothing manly that. about that thing. <laughs> anyway, it, Jay, it, it seeps manliness, Scott. Uh huh. Let's so so back to better things. <laughs> um, we really enjoyed having you, Jay. Uh, the content, you sh- yeah, I've had a blast. So the, the content you shared today with us, um, not to mention what's out on LinkedIn, which I'm sure people will continue to follow, and you'll you'll pick up some followers as a result of this. Um, obviously, uh, Beard and I have been following you for some time now, and it's uh, it has. It's been an absolute joy to have you on today. And as you may or may not know, there's one last question, and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, this is this is it, and oh, as right. as always, it is the most important question of your day. Okay. Yeah. So my inboxes, multiple emails, multiple social media platforms, has been just flooded <laughs> with all these people saying that I'm so mean to my furry friend on this show, and that his feelings must be hurt, um, and and how they think I discriminate against him, and then that coupled with his belief that he's being discriminated against in the workplace (laughs) for that forest floor he has on his face. But lucky for him, he has a natural towel on his face to sop up those tears. But seriously, he has this wild idea, Jay, that in his head, beautiful bald men get a pass while the Sasquatches of the world continue (laughs) to be hunted down. So we decided to bring this important issue, not just to our listeners, but to you today. What's it gonna be, Jay? Well, beard what, or bald? I'm glad you got that uh, towel to shine up your bald head so you can catch the tears. I gotta go beard. What? Yes. I, told, be- I warned you. I warned you. I said, buddy, you're you're losing your grip here on the ball. <laughs> Wait, it's and not my just- fault. Your hey, it's not my fault. Your turn went for 360 <laughs> to one. <laughs> so what is yeah, that? Oh, come on now. It's four to two, Beard. You four got to it. Four to two. I got it. So I get to host the show next week. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, Jay, this has been phenomenal. I have had a blast today. I cannot believe how fast this time has gone by. I want to have you back here again. And if, and if we ever do a car division, uh, coaching division for car dealerships, I think we're going to have to make a run at you uh, because I think you would be phenomenal. Um, but I really, really appreciate you coming on today. This has been This has been great. No, buddy, I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I was looking forward to doing this. I'm glad we could sneak it in. So I appreciate it. 
Is there anything you want to add or say at the end? Well, of- I was just going to say until that last answer to beard or bald <laughs> and, and, and you, you, you referencing how fast the time went, I wish so it would have went faster now, but, <laughs> but seriously, the only thing I'm going to add to uh, both of you guys is this, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out to, to those in Florida. I know I made a, yeah. a, a blowing in fury kind of introduction to our show, but uh, from what I've seen, category four hitting, um, yeah. You know, prayers go out to all those that are in that path. And, uh, you know, we go to Destin multiple times a year. Beard, you know that. It's our favorite place to go. So um, we're, we're paying close attention. But, uh, you know, again, let's let's be in thought and prayer for all those folks. And, Jay, thank you for your time uh, and energy and also honesty. I had a great time, my friend. All right, guys. We'll do this again. So there you have it, friends. There we go. Another show's in the books, but never fear. Beard and Bald is always here. So next time, friends, same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Have a successful day. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.